You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, before this episode started, our guest, Adele Casals Rocha, was talking to me about, was it Adele, three dogs? I had three dogs. Well, I have three dogs, I should say. I have a Jack Russell Terrier who is 18 years old this week. And I have a Labradoodle, Quentin Dean, who is three years old this week as well. Uh, and then we have Rosanna, who is our Golden Doodle, who is 58 pounds. She's the biggest of the three. So she's the alpha female. She trumps the two men. She beats the tar out of them, huh? Uh, pretty much. She eats their food, whatever they turn away and leave something behind. <laughs> she takes over. Well, Teddy Bear is an alpha male, okay? Oh, you have more than one dog? No, just he's the one dog. But he's an alpha male. And what he does is when after he pays a visit to a lawn, a necessary visit, he kicks his feet back to establish his territory. Oh, yeah. You know, like he's kicking. I've seen that. Yeah, He wants to know who's boss. It's him. He can't play that with me, though. With me, he barks for attention. And he barks at me like he's ready to pounce, but his tail is wagging. I sit down next to him, and he cuddles on my leg. Weird creature. That's sweet. Dogs are lovely. Why are we talking about this? Because we're human. Just want to mention this before we get on with the regular business with Adele. We had talked a number of times about the Project Blue Book TV show on the History Channel. I think it's like 10 episodes. The finale was broadcast this week. First season. The ratings are pretty, pretty good for this kind of show. It's in the top 10 among cable shows. That's based on the 18 to 49 rating, which is the key rating for advertisers. So even though it doesn't have more viewers, it's ahead of anything on Fox News. It's ahead of anything on MSNBC. If you get my point here. Yeah. It's really so it's doing. Hot. Yeah, it's a pretty good spot. Number one is the curse of Oak Island. I do not what understand is that. that. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. What is it? Is it paranormal or. Well, I guess the name suggests curse. I know that Kevin Randall is a big fan of that. The curse of Oak Island. This is where we do live search here. It is an active reality. Oh, it's an island in a tree-covered island on the south shore of Nova Scotia that has intrigued treasure hunters for more than 200 years. They're looking for a treasure. It's supposed to hide one of the greatest treasures of all time. Hmm. In reality. Interesting. I, I don't know how you sustain a show like this week after week. They must have a series Bible that extends about maybe three seasons. Which means that they've already written them all out way ahead of time so that they know how it's going to end. And then into the next season. You know what I mean? We understand what a series Bible is. I wonder if our listeners do, because basically it's the blueprint for that show where they expect it to go. It basically profiles the characters and everything. And this is used as the basis for screenwriters to write up shows. They have to refer to the series Bible to keep within 
the framework of the show. And some are simple, like a, a Law & Order SVU show where it's a procedural, so it's a, the crime of the week, with a few scenes about the lives of the players. But in some shows, and a big example is anything on Netflix, when they used to have those Marvel shows which are being canceled, like a Daredevil, Luke Cage, etc., it's one story that plays out over 12 episodes, serialized. If you get my Interesting. point. Yeah. yeah, I do. I had one time in my life where I wrote scripts, movie scripts. Uh, we actually even had one that was a pilot for a series. Are we That's on? I think so. I think we just started uh, right in with some chatting at the beginning of the show there. And, oh, okay. And so we've been, <laughs> I've been just kind of listening to you guys chat about TV shows here. So. Okay. So, yeah, one of our forum people was saying how the the, the show is progressing. That's the um, new one, the Project Blue Book show, and the that the finale was called The Washington Merry-Go-Round. And for those out there who follow ufology, they would know that Ruppelt's book, The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects, uh, actually Chapter 12 is called the Washington Merry-Go-Round, and it's all about the DC 1952 UFO flap there. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting the way that the show's unraveling, where it's following fairly closely kind of the history of the subject, but in kind of a highly dramatized manner. That's incredible. So it's amazing kind of- how people get creative, you know, and, and get all these shows together fairly quickly. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, we, we're talking about everything else here, but uh, your book, which is, uh, I believe it's out now, and it's called Portal, A Lifetime of Paranormal Experiences, right? That is correct. Um, it was actually published uh, earlier this year, uh, and it came out as a pre-order on Kindle. Uh, and then the actual paperback came out March 1st. So it's very recent vintage. Um, but the book itself is at about 205, give or take, pages long. Uh, and it's a compilation of all different kinds of experiences, eyewitness reports. Uh, you know, it, the first half of the book talks about a family uh, who I'm, I know pretty well. Uh, they have experienced a lot of different paranormal manifestations. Um, This is basically in the area of the Philippines. And for the audience who might not be familiar with the uh, Philippine islands, it is actually an Asian country that is right in the middle of the Pacific Rim. So if, if I may digress, just to give a little bit of history so that we have a backdrop. Um, of the setting of where these events took place. Um, The Philippines was one of the countries that was devastated by World War II. It is strategically positioned right smack in the center of Asia, below China, below Japan, uh, and one foot actually touches Thailand and Indonesia, with Australia probably about maybe a four or five hour flight down below. So because of its strategic position, it was actually, during wartime, one of the more ravaged countries 
um, you know, during World War II. Right. And w when I talk about the the hauntings and the demonic manifestations that are included in my book, um, I'm talking about part of it coming from the fact that there's a lot of massacres that took place on Philippine soil. Uh, I am by nationality Filipina myself, so I have visited that country. I mean, I've lived part of my life in that country uh, as a teenager uh, or early teen, preteen, um, and then moved to the United States. Uh, during the time that I was living there, and this is a time when things uh, were not so much in recovery, but it was pretty calm. Uh, it was a time of prosperity. And for some reason, and I don't know why this is, Gene and Randall, but after a war takes place, you give it five or ten years, and suddenly there's prosperity. You, you tell me what that's about. Uh, it's, it's an interesting offshoot of, you know, mass violence and murder. You know what? And We're going to ask that question in our next segment, yeah. okay? Okay. This is when we have to do the break. Adele Casals Rocha, author of Portal, A Lifetime of Paranormal Experiences, which is repeated twice on Amazon, that phrase, because they like it so much. With Gene and Randall, you're in The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial just like the one you're listening to right now no other network provides the level of customer service we do when it comes to radio advertising we are your one-stop shop and no matter how big or small your business is we can help email us and advertise at gcnlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. 
Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Did you notice that, Adele, that they repeated the title twice? Did they? No, I didn't notice it. Maybe. It's only for the paperback edition that you see it that way. For the Kindle edition, it's correct. And the paperback edition is repeated twice. I kind of think here they want you to buy it twice. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. That would be hard to argue with, wouldn't it, Adele? What's interesting about this book, too, uh, is that it's got an emphasis on Southeast Asia. So it's not typically centered on, you know, just the USA or even Europe, for that matter. And yeah. to, And for the most part, that's where a lot of ufo books are written it's sort of aimed at and about if not stories about cases that take place over the continental united states or europe mostly but we we hear things from south america and central america from time to time but this one is uh a little more rare i would say to find cases for for that particular area of the world so it's i find it kind of interesting from that point of view especially from an author who has lived there so can you tell us about maybe some of the experiences you had while you were there well it's a, that's an interesting question and and that, that takes a, a pretty long answer so bear with me um before we broke we were talking about the setting of the asian country that i had lived in uh where i lived in particular was about maybe 50 minutes outside of manila uh and it was a small suburban neighborhood at the time which is probably now pretty much swallowed up by a metropolis uh but during the late 60s 70s uh that area uh 
was pretty much very calm, very quiet. Uh, and there's a little town called San Juan. Uh, that town is relatively small. And I'm trying to think of something that's similar, you know, in the California area that it could be. Uh, I'm just kind of struggling with that right now. But about three miles outside of San Juan sits a hamlet, a very small town. Uh, and right after the war, they started building, uh, you know, because of the devastation. A lot of the buildings were rebuilt. A lot of the homes were rebuilt. Uh, um, you know, new roads were made, you know, so so pretty much pretty much a recovery period for the next 20 years. So that by the time you got to the mid 60s. What you saw were a lot of um, townhome apartments and one-floor apartments that were growing. Into that is a couple, a young couple who just got out of college. The man was a writer, the woman as well, trained to be a journalist. And they chose to live in one of these new apartment uh, dwellings. It, it, it was two floors. It was a garden style. It faced a creek and several yards from the creek was a series of windows where, you know, the apartment looked out into a view of an area that pretty much had trees on both sides bordering the creek. This story was told to me uh, since at the time that this was happening, I was just a small child. I was less than a year. The gentleman in question, as I said before, was a writer. He had been going through a bout of depression. So about uh, uh, what year would that have been then? It would have been about 1962. Okay. They lived in this apartment, which was brand new. It was a three-bedroom. It had a living room, of course, and a kitchen. Uh, in the Philippines, it was normal for people to have live-in servants. And so they moved in with a live-in servant who had her own room underneath the stairs and then pretty much went through, you know, normal things in their lives but shortly after they moved in the gentleman who was a writer and lived at home he had a den that was between the master bedroom and the nursery and started to tell his wife that he was seeing this creature at first she thought maybe it was just something he was imagining or maybe because he was depressed he was a very sensitive person as writers are, he was very impressionable and he was, you know, he was young for his age. He just got out of college. He started insisting that there was something at dusk that was coming out of the tree that bordered the creek. And you have to understand if you can picture this, there was a series of windows that connected to each other from the master bedroom into the den, which is where he was, and into the nursery next door. And the ceilings were pretty high. And the reason for that is back then there wasn't really much use for air conditioning. It wasn't really something widely used as, you know, in Europe, it's not used as much these days as well. And it was more for ventilation. So the ceilings were high. The windows were big to just allow the air to flow because it's a tropical country with high humidity. You know, it's usually a tourist destination for people who are on that end of the world. It's something that's usually frequented even by Europeans. Uh, and during that time, it wasn't really visited as much yet, but there was a lot of European commerce. As he would look out this window, his typewriter faced the window 
as soon as dusk fell, he would get a sense of something intently looking at him. And he claims that it came out of the tree that was just opposite the window that was leaning over the creek. Right. So this would have been just some some distance away from the window, like not right outside the window, but sort of across the yard, maybe a few dozen yards kind of thing. I would say from what I understand, because it is the back of the dwelling, there was an expanse of grass before it actually starts to go downhill into the creek and the tree is somewhere there. When he saw this thing, he started describing it to his wife and what he described terrorized her. And she then started contacting, she started telling her own parents who only lived three miles away. And they wondered whether, you know, because he was on medication for depression, whether it had something to do with the medication, an overreaction. But to make a long story short, his parents were contacted. You know, they had them consulting a psychiatrist and all these different things that of the day was the usual therapy. But as the months passed, it intensified. It became something that he saw maybe a few times a week to every night. He started to dread sleeping. And then he eventually told everyone in the house. uh, And by then they had a child. He told the servant and his wife that he felt the creature was going to take his soul. Into this situation, he was finally told, you're going to have to tell someone when it starts coming or emerging from the tree. This uh, person you're talking about, about how old was he? He was 22 at the time, from what I understand. I think it actually... You know, he started to become depressed when he was still in college, but then it intensified. So a fairly, actually a fairly uh, young person then. So here for a moment, I was envisioning because of what we were talking about prior to the break there that, you know, maybe we were talking about someone who was a bit older and had Mm -hmm. experienced some of the uh, World War II problems and maybe had some PTSD. But uh, this sounds like a much younger person the son of someone who might have been in World War II kind of thing. Correct. Interesting that you add that because his wife, her parents were both involved in World War II. Okay, this is just getting too fascinating. Adele, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. 
In Christchurch, New Zealand, 50 people were killed and 50 more hurt in two mass murders at two mosques. There's word of one worshiper who took action. There is one man who was inside the mosque of the second attack, and he decided to act. He acted in a number of ways, trying to draw the gunman's fire on himself, trying to lure the gunman out of the mosque into the parking lot, and at one point was even able to pick up one of the gunman's discarded guns and throw it through his windshield. The suspect, 28-year-old Brenton Tarrant, published a long manifesto online and the murder were live-streamed on Facebook. President Trump issued his first veto. It came on a measure blocking his emergency declaration at the southern border. Democrats plan to hold a vote March 26th to override the veto. This is USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We're back with Randall and Gene. Some people think I'm not really here. Then I'm Emerix. They don't say that anymore. Is it live or is it... Adele, proceed. Yeah. So I was talking about World War II and the devastation there, and they started building new homes. Uh, You know, as soon as Liberation Day was over, you know, people were starting to pick up what was left of their lives and the tragedies, burying their dead and doing what they can to go back to normal life. In the little town of San Juan, which is about 50 miles, 50 minutes outside of Manila, it was an idyllic suburb at the time. It was one of those places where you wanted to live because it was very peaceful. 
they started building homes and not realizing maybe there were dead that were unblessed. The ground was unblessed. And what I mean by that is they had mass graves of whoever had passed. Uh, they never bothered to dig them up. And so where they remained, the houses were built on top of them. Uh, about three miles outside of San Juan is a hamlet called Little Baguio, spelled B-A-G-U-I-O. And I know it's a very tough name to pronounce, uh, but it was a hamlet at the time, a very, very small town. And they started building garden style apartments, townhomes that were up and down two floors. Into this, a couple moves in and basically they had a child uh, and he started, the gentleman who was a writer, started seeing a creature emerge out of a tree from a creek that was in the back of the apartment. There's a series of windows that goes from one end of the apartment to the other end of the apartment, all facing this creek. And it continues to the second floor where his den is, which is right centered between the master bedroom and the nursery where the child is kept. He had sightings maybe once a week, then went to twice a week. And then from what I understand, it just became obsessive. He was seeing this creature come out of this tree almost every night. And in the Philippines, we have servants, you know, not because we're rich or anything, but it was just a lifestyle where you kept a servant or two that lived in the house. They slept there, they ate there, and then they had days off. The young servant that they had uh, was instructed by his wife to listen in for what might be happening to the infant upstairs as they were cooking and making dinner preparations and whatever. So one night the servant heard the child crying and she dashed upstairs. And this is several months after the husband had already been talking about this creature coming out of the tree. She finally opens the nursery door in time to see the infant crying, almost trying to jump out of the crib. We're talking about a toddler here. And whatever it was that was terrifying the infant was hovering over the window to the point where any kind of light from outside was obliterated. She grabs it. She didn't have the courage to take a look at actually what was there at the window. She knew it was very dark, very foreboding. She got a very strong sense of menace and a heaviness in her chest. And she ran out with the infant, dashed downstairs and told the woman, there is something upstairs. And by the time the wife got up there, it was gone. So a couple of days passed. Uh, so they're, they're now towards the end of the week. The infant starts crying again. So this time, instead of the maid rushing up there, the woman rushes up the stairs. And this time she rushes to the den while the maid was rushing to get the infant. And as she rushed, into the den and open the door and you have to be seated for this one she beholds a creature that took up the wingspan of the entire breadth of the window and the window was more than six feet wide and it went all the way up to the ceiling and i would say it's the height of the ceiling from what i understand and it was glaring at her husband who was leaning down over his typewriter, pretending that there was nothing there. Was this 
creature, this creature was still outside at this time. It was leaning against the window. It okay. was clinging to the Roth iron uh, jalousies of the window. Well, maybe it's a good thing that it, there was some uh, sort of bars across the windows. I mean, I, would would this be the type of uh, grid work that would prevent something from getting in then? Randall, what I have to tell you is I don't know that it would have. This is what I'm going to tell you, which would tell you it could have easily come in. And I think it could have come in if it had been invited. The creature had the wings of a bat. It had the eyes of a cow that was yellow, had the face of a goat. And it was balefully glaring down with menace. And as the woman entered, it averted its eyes and looked straight at her. And this is her account herself. She was seized with just a sense of sadness, menace, and just pure evil. So she dashed to the nursery. And by now, the maid was out in the hallway. She goes into the master bedroom where there's a cross on the wall. And now you're going to tell me. It's not religious, but this is what happened. She takes a cross. She comes back to the room. And brave soul that she is, she comes towards the window and presents the cross to this creature. The creature then takes one of its wings and folds it over its face as if to shield itself. And then it starts to bend down and effervesce, and then it eventually disappeared. (laughs) Wow, that would be quite the experience. That is really strange. Although we have heard accounts of these sort of hybrid type strange animals in in all kinds of folklore, um, going all the way back to ancient Greece kind of thing. So... This is quite fascinating that something like that would come out of the Philippines, sort of like a Mothman sort of thing, but with this uh, animal kind of head to it. It's interesting that you say that because some people feel it is a Mothman, that it was actually a portent of doom. You know, if you think back about the Mothman case with the Silver Bridge and I think it was 38 or 39 people. Mm-hmm. that drowned and the bridge fell it, it was maybe perhaps telling them something was about to happen like okay. a portent of the future kind of thing yeah so it, now, it could okay. be that yeah did something happen after that like a portent or well like, it, it, how and does this, this is story end <laughs> okay well i will tell you uh, I, I i when i tell people this story They're just totally flabbergasted. And depending on what their religion is, is their interpretation. So the Philippines is 99.9% Roman Catholic. And for that reason, when they're told a story like this, usually they'll say it's a demon. And if you, you know, you hear her approaching the window with the cross and the thing folds over, almost like it shies away or it's fearful of a religious symbol, then you do start to think and the sense of menace and the sense of dread that accompanies a haunting, then you have to think this must be something malevolent. 
On the other hand, other people have said this is a Mothman. It looks like a Mothman, you know, it, it, with the wings and everything. It must be a Mothman. And then there's a third theory. And the third theory was something I put together, which I believe to an extent, you know, although I could be dissuaded if I had more information, I think it's a thought form. Okay, thought form. Let's think about these announcements. And Adele and Jean and Randall will be back. I don't want to say with a other accent. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here. Come on, and... lady. Get a move on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Ooh. Whoa. Don't you give me that look. 
It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, 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 this. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something I am, get out of my way. <laughs> Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Wasn't it a beautiful wedding? Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the hey, groom? Hey, pal, you cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844 844- 6637 844 Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. I will never do that other accent. <laughs> they all know what I mean. Just do the one that you're familiar with. <laughs> Bond, James Bond. All right. Now, Adele, I wanted to ask you then, <laughs> thought forms you mentioned in our previous segment. Mm-hmm. Speak to me. What's that about? Okay. So a thought form is something that is conjured by the mind. And if you look at the research way, way back, there is a woman who is an anthropologist by the name of Alexandra David Neal, N-E-E-L. David Neal in the turn of the century went to Tibet with the express mission of learning how to conjure a being that can actually move on its own and have life just by the power of someone's intention or someone's mind. She found out through her travels and her learning, she was a highly educated woman, she was an anthropologist, that the Tibetans somehow can create something that has sentience, something that has life, just by concentrating through sustained periods of time. And I'm trying to remember exactly the other piece of research that came out, I believe, in the UK, where they created a rabbit out of concentrating as a group for sustained periods of time at the same time during the day, every day. In Tibet, I think they call them tulpas. That's right. That's the same, yes. Okay. So the idea behind the tulpa or the thought form is that depending on the composition of the group, or in this case, the one person, if their demeanor is that of benevolence and, and they're joyful and they're content and they're serene, they will create something that is benign. They'll create a creature that is basically harmless and happy. However, you also have the one who is not so benign, people who are more depressed in a sense of angst, 
and I'm talking not just sadness, I'm talking a prolonged period of time, you can create a creature that is similarly in that vein, but they will not be as benevolent or serene or even funny. So the idea behind it is that our thoughts are powerful enough to create something out of nothing just by sheer energy because we're, and here's my theory and I know, right. So David Wilcox always felt that everybody was part of a field, that we're all somehow interconnected in consciousness, that our emotions can be strong enough to influence others and that our thoughts, if we really have a very strong intention, can influence this field so that it affects people around us and ultimately the outcome of events. It's kind of similar in that vein. And in this particular instance, whatever he created from his depressed mind was a monster. And of course, there's also the fourth theory of what it might be, that it might be a humanoid. Like something objectively real and separate from the experiencer. Correct. That it's, it's actually something that came from somewhere else. And it's that somewhere else everybody wonders about. Indeed. Did, were they able to investigate afterwards to any degree to see if there were any thing like uh, footprints or tracks or trace evidence that could mm. verify that something independently real was there? Not in this area of the world, because this area of the world is very religious. It was strongly influenced by the Spanish, because the Spanish occupied the Philippines for 400 years. Uh, in this area of the world, there's people who are also superstitious. So they don't even think about quantifying or looking for evidence. The first thing the woman did was go to a church. She went to her mother and told her what she had seen. And her mother then took her to the parish priest. And sadly enough, the priest, for one reason or another, put them off and told them, oh, maybe I'll go over there and, you know, visit the house next week. So what happened, it was very tragic and certainly portentous because that following weekend, while the woman was out shopping with her sister, She left the maid alone with the charge not to leave her husband alone. She took the infant child and left the child to be babysat with a sister who was currently visiting her mother's home. So for most of the day, he was alone and he went into the evening. The servant was very restless and at this point, She's new, by the way, because the other one that saw it left. Oh, so she just bailed on the (laughs) whole situation. She bailed on it. This is for someone else. This is something else. So I, you know, and can't blame her for that. So this this new young woman now enters, and of course, there's talk in the neighborhood. Um, You know, it's a hamlet. Everybody knows everybody. She got wind of what's going on in the apartment. She is very, very intimidated by the whole thing but needs to stay needs the job uh she contacts her sister and she leaves i don't know to go see a movie or something and leaves him alone okay and this is where it gets very tragic because the wife comes back later in the evening 
and finds him dead with his own hand. Oh, that's tragic. Yes, definitely. Especially for someone that young. Yeah. And, and so, we're talking about the young man again here, the writer. What was he writing about? Do, do we know? He had poetry. He also had short stories. There was a sheaf of poems uh, that his wife had found. One was shared with me, and it talks about the bird that flies is false. And that, that's how the poem begins. And it's very tragic because he never got to see his book published. Uh, it was published posthumously after he passed away. And then the story continues because then this woman who is now a widow, a very young widow at age 24, takes her infant daughter and moves in with her mother three blocks or three miles away. And the site of that house, which is also just a few years old, was the site of a burial ground. So it, it continues. And in the whole first half of the book, tells you about all the events that have transpired. And there's some sightings there of UFOs, believe it or not, which makes me think that maybe we're looking at a panoply of not just these discarnate beings, ghosts, whatever they are. We're, I think we're also looking at entities and somehow they're connected. Some have bodies, obviously, and some do not. I don't know. But this house, this residence, has seen a lot of violence. Uh, and in the backyard, there are elves. And I'm not kidding you, Jean. <laughs> there are things in the back that you don't want to bump into if you are in the backyard at night. Oh, I can uh, hardly wait to go on a vacation. There. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll just stay in the, at the hotel yeah, in the resort yeah. and hang out on the beach during the day that we'll just leave the wandering around in the backwoods to someone else then at night. Wow. So are these stories fairly prevalent then? Did you find out later or was this just more, you know, kind of an isolated incident like, uh, I, you know, the I, Mothman I, prophecy? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And I'm glad you asked that because when you talk about prevalence, there's another university that is actually south of Manila. And this is a totally different family. I was visiting a friend of mine in the area, and this is my own personal encounter. So, you know, when, when you start encountering things and then you tell people, they relax because they know you're not a skeptic and they know you're not going to laugh at them, which is why I ended up gathering a lot of stories because, you know, my, my husband who goes on all these different trips with me would say, oh, you wouldn't believe what she went through and what happened and what she saw suddenly you have a group of people that's joining you for dinner and say, oh, this happened to me when I was here and what happened to me. Oh, this, that's or, very interesting. So this became sort of the inspiration then for the book, I'm assuming. Exactly. It got so many that I started carrying a notebook around. And there was a period of time when I was in MUFON. And I got a lot of cases from that that were never documented, never reported, basically because people were very reluctant that somehow their friends or their employers would find out and they won't be as accepting of them. And we're going to find you out did. about this. We sure did. Adele, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Go into that further about the obvious reluctance on the part of people, understandable to report the weird things that happen to them. Well, going back to the haunted university that is south of the Philippines, it's interesting that people have seen and felt a lot of things, and there's a house in particular in a pretty pastoral neighborhood. It's very nice. People jog there, you know, children run around and they play in the little public park across the way from this house. Uh, but in the evening, the neighbor, and that, this is something that's not in the book, but I'll tell you this, this is new. I just remember this. The neighbor that has been their neighbor for most of the time, since people don't move there very often, uh, caught one of the residents, and it was the oldest sister. She indicated to her that it seemed like there was always a party at their house. And she said, really? What do you mean by that? Well, last night, didn't you have like a bunch of people in your house? She said, no, I was away on business and I know my brother was out and my other brother now lives with his, you know, lives separately with his wife and kids. So the woman then goes on to say, well, someone came out of your gate 
all the lights were on and there was a lot of laughter in the house. And she told her what time. Okay. But no one was home. Or no one was supposed to be home. I mean, no one it, was supposed to be home. Yeah. Of course, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time that maybe someone had borrowed somebody's house for a party either. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, that's happened. You know, okay. we don't necessarily have to attribute it to a ghost there. Just before getting into that, you said, if I heard you right, haunted university? Yes. There's so, a haunted university? I've never there? heard of a haunted university. Okay. We have to hear more about that. Okay. So just a stone's throw from that house. And I won't name this, the university because, my goodness, I, we don't want that uh, pitfall there, even though it's far away. Uh, sits a university that basically is has got a huge agricultural school, a veterinary school, you know, and it's got an arts and humanities area. It's a pretty good school. And smack in the middle of the campus, there is a gymnasium which doubles with a stage for performances uh, and this is the hotbed of all kinds of sightings because historically during world war ii what the japanese did the soldiers sequestered priests and tortured captured pow's in the basement of that gymnasium so oh, wow. it was a site of torture and murder and what they did was they garroted a whole bunch of clergy whom they have captured in the surrounding area. And they said, that, and, and there was this young gentleman who is, you know, one of my sources of information. One evening he was in there working out because it's a, it's a gym. It's a, you know, it's part of the university. It's still standing. Uh, and he happened to come out of the one vestibule area where people were changing. And he emerged on the side of the stage. And in the corner of his eye, he saw what he thought was a bunch of men walking around the stage in the garb of priests, you know, with the collar. But then when he looked up, they had no head. Oh, that's pretty freaky. Well, he dashed out of there. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I wouldn't <laughs> want to stick around for that performance. <laughs> yeah. So that is one of the things. And then if you take some photography there, and I know some people did, and they downloaded it and sent it to me. I'm still looking for them. There is actual orbs in the photographs. And it's not dust. Some people will say it's dust on the lens. It's not dust. Okay. These are yellow orbs, bright yellow orbs that seem to be proliferating around the stage. Interesting. What the people did, the people who, you know, are in charge of the actual physical plant, because there was so much curiosity because it was well known to the student population. They were cautioned not to go to the back of the stage and down below because the basement area is where people were tortured. They had to take chairs and whatever detritus they could find and throw it down into the stair area so that. It was effectively blocked and no one can go down there. That one has a photograph in my book, in the spine of the book. I was actually able to go there and photograph that. So about what year was it that you went back and started to collect all this information? You left in uh, 62 and then went back and started going back, I guess. You no, probably no, I, back I wasn't, more than once. Or? Yeah, I, I wasn't 
around in 62, but I I did so go and like visit 80s in something? the 80s. I went to visit. And then again, I, I think I've been back for about maybe three or four times. Uh, and in one of those times, um, I talked about the house, the residence, you know, just a few steps away. I actually had an experience that was terrifying to me. And it was in the dead of night. The gentleman who had told me the story about him dashing out of the gym uh, because of these figures that were on stage was the host at the house. They had given me a guest room, which was in the back of the house, not four bedrooms. The extreme back in the corner, which overlooks a fence. It was actually a cement wall. As I slept, I mean, it, you're tired, you're exhausted because you're seeing a lot of people visiting with people, etc. I just kind of instantaneously fell asleep. But then around two in the morning, I was awakened um by screaming and when i say screaming i'm hearing women men shouting and children running and screaming outside the window where there was a street and it was the screams of people that were desperate to get away and so I listened to this, you know, and I turned to my side and the next thing I heard was marching, boots marching down the street. And it was progressively getting louder and louder and it was just chaos. The screaming continued, people were talking, shouting to each other to get away. And then the marching kept coming until it was practically outside my window. And then Did the you get next, up and look and see what was going well, on? Well, I, I mean, mean, part of me was thinking, what is going on? So finally, I sat up, I turned, and there was a street light right outside the window past the wall. The wall is in such a way that it's pretty high. I would say it's probably about six seven feet so you couldn't really see the street from there and there was only a few yards between the edge of the window and the wall so whatever was happening was right out there so i'm listening to this and suddenly i hear chains chains being thrown against the wall and someone aggressively tugging as if they were trying to take the wall down. Okay, now by this time, you're wide awake. Uh, by this so time, I've shot up off the bed because I'm convinced it's a home invasion. Right, so we're not talking about some sort of, uh, you know, d dream, hypnagogic type of sleep paralysis no. evoked thing. But, you know, maybe when you were still, you know, maybe lucid dreaming, you might be able to write it off, but but this is this goes on for some time. You're now out of you're a wide awake and trying to figure out what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's continue that. Let's continue that answer in okay. our next segment. We ran out of time so quickly. It's so fascinating hearing these stories. A lot we haven't heard before. Part of the world that we haven't explored much on the Paracast. 
Adele, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Most people in today's economy are taking a roller coaster ride with their investments. With Vantage Point software, you can remove that dynamic from your investment strategy once and for all. Vantage Point has spent the last three decades perfecting an artificial intelligence process that you can put to use today to take advantage of market fluctuations and make money no matter which way the market moves. Vantage Point software analyzes massive quantities of data all around the world in seconds. So you get the information you need to make the right decisions to optimize your profits. For a limited time, Vantage Point is giving away a free market forecast that will show you which stocks are about to take off. And you'll be able to use this forecast immediately. Text NOW to 411411. We'll send you a link to your free market forecast so you take back control of your financial future with Vantage Point software. Text NOW to 411411. Text NOW to 411411. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 
complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let me sit back. Let me relax. Continue, folks. Yeah, okay. So so this is probably something that you were quite concerned or frightened about. You're now awake and trying to figure out what was going on. You think maybe a home invasion is happening? Please continue. Okay, so now I am approaching the window. I can hear the chains. I can feel the bright vibration coming from just the fact that whatever it was, it, it had to be huge chains. So they had to be visible, correct? Uh, you'd think so. I opened the window. The window is frosted. I opened the window. And as soon as I opened the window, guess what I see? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It became dead quiet. You can hear crickets. Just the sounds of the night. There was nothing out there. And wow. then I started to uncontrollably shiver. See, no one had told me anything about the house, the history of the house, or anything that had happened before. So now we get to morning. I go back to bed, and I'm trying to sleep, trying to process what it is that is happening or what has happened. I'm thinking to myself, should I go outside and awaken my hosts, or should I just let it go? And and I knew I was fully awake because I was having trouble going back to sleep. So the next morning, I sit at breakfast. And his brother is also there, and his sister is also there. And then I start, they, you know, as, as a good host would ask, so how was your night? Did you sleep well? And I noticed <laughs> that they were looking at each other as they asked me this question. And I said, funny you asked me that, and you know me by now, Gene and Randall, I launch into a narrative. I said, well, this happened, and I started telling them, and they all knowingly nodded and said yes. Every time we have a guest in that room, that same thing replays over and over again. Wow, it sounds like some kind of uh, flashback to, you know, back again to maybe, you know, the invasion from in (laughs) World War II or something like that. Right. It's very reminiscent of that. Yes, and it is, it is, and, and the oldest daughter who knew a lot more about the history of the area indicated that the area was the site of a massive massacre that the Japanese soldiers marched in and pretty much shot, killed, and plundered all the homes in the area. And apparently where that cement wall stood before that, there was a wooden fence and it had these spikes on top. So what I heard then I understood the chains were meant to go over those spikes and to pull the wall down 
so that they could get into the house. Oh, I see. Okay. Ooh. Well, that doesn't sound like a very good night's sleep, that's for no. sure. Uh, <laughs> we've heard similar stories from other places of, in the world, too, about these phantom garrisons. And, uh, you know, not to, to detract from this story at all, but you know, I don't even know if I, well, I'm technically I shouldn't be inserting myself into the interview here, but I did hear a story that was very similar from someone, actually, this is here in Calgary, where it really, you know, our country is pretty peaceful, doesn't have a lot of stuff that's gone on on our soil, but woke up one early morning to what looked like a garrison of foot soldiers marching down the street in front of his house. And there's been a number of reports like that from other people in different places around the world. So the, these sort of phantom garrisons in military, uh, it seems to be one of those themes in the paranormal. Yeah, I think in the States there, uh, Gene, there's places where people see civil war people as well, that kind of thing. So this seems to be kind of a theme, right? This the war, when there's war and there's there's a lot of grief and and uh, high energy uh, tragedy, it seems like that's the sort of nexus around which these experiences take place. Focusing there on the energy levels, certainly. These are things that we can't always measure or measure at all. But one wonders. I agree with your observation, Randall, because I tell you, um, not far from where I live right now, you know, there's the site of the Gettysburg Civil War. Right, yeah. And that is haunted ground, and that has been documented by a number of paranormal investigators. That was a very violent war, a lot of casualties, and it's a common theme. Everywhere where you have tragedy, uh, where people are violently murdered, you will have this kind of like resonating residual energy that keeps replaying itself. And the question that arises is, is it that it's just leftover energy or is it really the ghosts who don't even know that they have passed that are trying uh -huh. to replay to figure out uh, what could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Why am I in this situation? So they're kind of like stuck. Yeah, that, that's, I guess there's all kinds of theories as to what causes these experiences and it's, you know, the common thing is for people to say, well, you know, it's the ghosts of the dead or, mm -hmm. you know, so someone trapped, like you were just saying there, between the afterlife and this life in some sort of between realm of, of some sort. Mm -hmm. And, but earlier on, in, you were also saying that there's a lot of other phenomena associated with these kinds of experiences that are uh, more ufological in nature, where mm -hmm. strange craft have been seen in the area. And even, in, have you ever run across cases where, uh, say, someone has reported a UFO around the same time as some of these experiences have been happening? Well, I'd mentioned to you about the case of the woman and her husband, where after he passed away, she moved back into her mother's house. 
Interestingly enough, just a few days after, and, and this is just crazy because, the, you know, they have servants going in and out of that house as well because of all these things that they're seeing. The servant was out in the backyard and she saw this creature that was stooped over. It had huge red eyes and it was staring her down. And it was like the, the color of night. She said it was just so malevolent. She was feeding the cats in the backyard. Okay. And out of that benign event, she sees this thing staring at her, sitting there in the middle of the backyard. So she left. And then within days, the woman of the house, speaking of, I don't know if they're related or not. She is going to bed on the second floor of the house. And in the Philippines, the roofs tend to overhang a little longer because, you know, they get a lot of torrential rains and you don't want the rain going into the window. So she was going to bed. She was reading first, then knitting and doing little chores. That's a cliffhanger. What? That's a cliffhanger. She's That's doing cliffhanger. her little chores. Yes, she is. She's sitting there doing... Doing her chores, doing her thing. Adele, Jean, and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. At least 50 people are known dead and more than 30 others remain hospitalized after a gunman opened fire on worshippers on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. The suspect, a 28-year-old self-proclaimed white supremacist from Australia, live-streamed the shooting on Facebook and other sites. He also posted a rambling 74-page manifesto declaring his attacks were to avenge attacks in Europe by Muslims. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Rhetoric of racism, division, extremism has no place not only in New Zealand, but I would say in a society as a whole. President Trump issued his first veto. It came on a measure blocking his emergency declaration at the southern border. Democrats plan to hold a vote March 26th to override the veto, but the measure is unlikely to get the two-thirds majority needed. This is USA Radio News. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we'll get back to that story in just a second. Just want to remind you that we're talking to Adele Casals Rocha. She's the author of Portal, A Lifetime of Paranormal Experiences, talking about weird stuff in the Philippines. We have a couple of questions from a listener later that Randall will present right now. Adele, please continue. Okay, so I was just mentioning the woman who was the woman of the house, and she was retiring to bed, and as she was relaxing, she started to look out the window because she saw a light, and I'm not talking just a pinprick of light. Suddenly, the whole area just lit up, and whatever the light was coming from seemed to be coming from the roof right above her. So she approaches the window, and she climbs up windows tend to be deep so it has like a sitting area she climbs up onto the top of the window sits there and is leaning over and once again there's no screens at the time so there's only like the bars on the windows to kind of hold her in but the window is deep she's trying to see what it is because suddenly the entire yard around the house has lit up as bright as day Wow. For how long? So I I don't know. Oh, okay. But she she leaned over trying to see the source of this light. And she could not tell because of the overhang. So then she gets very tired. So she climbs down from the window, 
goes back to bed is probably wondering what is going on. What is that? She lies down and then she falls asleep. That is so weird. Like when something that bizarre happens, you would think a person would want to, if they couldn't see what was going on from the window, you know, go outside and have a look. But I've heard of this happening with other people. They suddenly become (laughs) overcome with this sort of, oh, well, that's kind of weird. I think I'll just go to sleep now. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating because I'm sitting there and it's like, why didn't you get someone to check what it is? She was not alone from what I understand. There were people inside the house, but she happened to be. The one that was near a window at the time, probably the only one paying attention. So then she goes to bed. You know, according to the story, she got very, very tired and just wanted to go to sleep. Go figure. So then she wakes up the next morning. Her daughter knocks on the door. She opens the door. And the first thing the daughter observes is that she's got a deep tan on her face. And she says, Ma, where did you get your sudden tan? And she touched her face and it was painful. Oh, like some kind of sunburn almost or something. Like a sunburn. And then she was having trouble with her eyes. So she told her she wasn't feeling well. She was feeling faint and nauseous. So then they proceed downstairs, you know, they try and do breakfast, whatever people do. Apparently, she ends up going to the doctor and the doctor said she had first degree burns all over her face and some kind of eye irritation. And the guy asked her, were you looking directly at the sun? Apparently, she said something to the effect of, well, it was nighttime, but I was looking at something that looked like the sun. Wow, that is really weird. Even as reminiscent of of abduction cases where people describe something, you know, a strange light outside, if they don't actually see a craft, they they then they feel kind of sleepy and you know, later under hypnosis, they might, you know, say that they were taken aboard a craft or something like that. You know, they wake up the next day with strange marks on their bodies and that sort of thing. Exactly. So, I, I don't know if you followed up. How much did, following up did you do with her on this one? Like, well, did she, she ever get any passed, hypno? Or, no, oh. no. She she has passed away. But but the sad part about it is because of that region of the world, you just don't go telling people, could you hypnotize me? You know, they're just not receptive to that at that time. Maybe they are now. And I think they're growing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you just don't. Tell someone, I think I got up or I don't think hypnosis was ever really used during that time. And and this was in the 70s when this happened. So, you know, I I think more recently people are a bit more open. And I've noticed that there's a ufological society in the Philippines. There's a couple of big ones. Uh, They were actually trying to reach out to MUFON a number of years ago, from what I understand. But back then, you just don't talk about that. I mean, it was like, you know, the doctor gave her some salve and then drops for her eyes. And then, you know, they couldn't figure out why she was nauseous. I'll tell you, I think it was radiation. I think she was exposed to radiation. That seems like kind of almost a logical conclusion, doesn't it? I mean, that's what 
a sunburn is, is essentially a radiation burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you could look at it for some period of time, it doesn't sound like it was something like a meteor flash, for example. Those are only very brief, you know, maybe a second of, of brightness and it. They'll light up the sky like the, the daylight, but not long enough for someone to go to a window and, you know, look out and look up at it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a sustained brightness kind of thing. And if it was that close that a person could get a burn from it, then there would have been a lot of other people that noticed it and there would have been damage and maybe even a sonic boom or something like that. But that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like it was the case. Mm-mm. Yeah. Very and strange. I think it was like probably getting close to 11 or 12 midnight at the time because people there eat later. They sit down to dinner at seven thirty, eight o'clock, even 8.30 at night. And this was after dinner when it happened because people were retiring to bed. So a lot of people probably didn't even notice what she noticed, were it not for the fact that she was still up. That's really interesting. Jean was saying that we have some questions here. We have sure. one, one in our forum here from one of our posters who goes by the name of the Deep Space Resident, TDSR. And he's wondering if there are myths and or widespread belief stories in the Philippines which bear a fundamental similarity to a european analog and so we kind of talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. and secondly he's asking if there's a resemblance to a, a european phenomenon if there is is that because of influences in cross-cultural storytelling like how much does the cultural aspect of the philippines play into these experiences Well, we do have dwarves and elves, you know, and gnomes that I think is universal all across Europe and the U.S. uh, and in Asia. Um, I mean, there there have been accounts of of gnomes that live in mounds. There is a story in my book that talks about a woman who, uh, you know, her brother disturbed a mound that happened to be situated outside her house. Uh, and then he was visited by something or followed by something uh, as he and his brother went fishing. And this was like probably an hour, two hours away from her residence. But the man swears that he saw it. And then whatever it was fed off of the entrails of the fish that he had discarded when they were fishing. So, (laughs) so I think the, the idea of nature spirits, which is what elves and gnomes and dwarves are, is universal. You've seen them everywhere. You see them in Scotland, you see them. And and I don't know that it's just folklore for that reason. Right. Um, Now, is there, is there a a Philippines version of those or do you guys also call them gnomes or fairies or, you know, it's funny, you know, with the past, you know, it's funny. We got a break. (laughs) You know, it's funny that some people don't want to laugh at my jokes, but I don't tell jokes, do I? I don't tell jokes. Some people disagree with me. We've got more to come, Adele, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com.
This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Adele, yes. you started talking, and I rudely interrupted you, not because the dog was barking. <laughs> Proceed, please. So to answer the gentleman's question, I, I think that's one universal truth that there are nature spirits. Um, do I believe in them? I, I certainly can believe that because I think that there are guardians for everything. There are guardians for animals, but there's also guardians for the trees, uh, you know, and, and the flowers that are around us. And those are the nature spirits. Now, do they like to be disturbed? What I understand is that they do not want to be disturbed and that they live in the ground and, and they would like to remain that way. Indians, American Indians have stories about how, you know, what happens to people when the ground is disturbed in certain places. They call certain areas sacred. Uh, I think the UT tribe uh, somewhere in um, the, uh, I think it's actually there in Arizona, or if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in Utah, the Four Corners talk about when ground is disturbed, what happens when, you know, when the nature spirits come out. There's some similarity between Philippine folklore and Spanish folklore because the Spanish occupied the Philippines for 400 years. So there's also a lot of European influence. The whole Catholicism uh, as a religion looks at demonic entities, possession and things of that nature. We believe that there is a story coming out of Thailand, uh, which is compatible with ours about a creature that abducts infants, and it's called a Tianak, tough spelling, T-I-Y-A-N-A-K. And it's a discarnate creature, which is evil, that seems to prey on infants and small children. I was there a few years back with my husband, and we were actually on a tour, part of a tour. And the guide, the guide from Thailand um, was trying to discourage a couple of tourists who were straying, who was trying to go off on their own and, you know, go to different places. Uh, they got lost uh, in the middle of a wooded area, a rainforest, and he had to look for them. So his story then unfolded at dinner time, and he told them a cautionary tale about a couple whose infant was abducted by one of these Tianaks. So that's another one that's similar to answer sure. that question. That, that sounds like it could be sort of similar to like a chupacabra type thing. Yes, exactly. Weird. So these strange creatures definitely do seem to be, be popping up in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And with the same kind of seeming intent, it, it, I mean, how do we explain something like that? It, it's uh, really quite, quite bizarre, isn't it? Well, I, I, if you ask me for an explanation, I think there's a guardian for everything. You know, there's a creature that guards the trees. There's a creature that guards the soil. Um, I mean, not in the sense that they're actual flesh and blood creatures, but they're actual spirits. They're discarnate. There's all different kinds of things that happen in the world right now. Uh, one of them I mentioned in a previous show where David Politis, and you know who he is, talks about people who disappear in national parks. 
And part of me asks, you know, is it because we're treading on their ground, on their territory? And colloquially speaking, they're pissed off. They don't want people <laughs> walking through their virgin forest and camping and maybe leaving a human footprint with garbage and bottles and things. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I mean, how do you explain thousands of people disappearing instantaneously, barring the ones that fell or had an accident or got sick? I, I think there's definitely creatures out there that we're not aware of. So. In your book, do you go into some more of these creatures? I just happen to notice, you know, for listeners, maybe yourself included here, I just, well, let's see what, you know, mythical creatures there are in the Philippines. And they've got like three of them listed here. <laughs> really? <laughs> and some of them bear a striking resemblance uh, to some of the stories you're telling here, actually. Very, very interesting stuff. So. In, your, in the opening of your book, you say that positive and negative energies have chosen to cross into our lower level of reality mm -hmm. to fulfill a mission or quest, mm -hmm. and that you kind of have your own interpretation of that that involves, well, thought forms, people somehow conjuring them up, or can we talk a little bit more about what uh, these higher and lower levels of reality might be? Or what sort of mission they might be on? Well, my theory has always been, and, and I, I preface this, Randall, by telling you that this is just a belief. I mean, I can't back it up. Uh, through all the travels I've done and the books that I've read, I've come to the conclusion, uh, and it's a work in progress, but I believe we live in a multidimensional reality. And that multidimensional reality, we are on the bottom or towards the bottom because we can only see in three dimensions. We only have five senses. So basically, the true reality to me is probably much, much more. And we're only seeing about 148th of it. So I could be sitting in this room alone. And right now it's getting progressively dark in here. So I'm getting a little creeped out because of the stories I just told you. But <laughs> there could be a myriad of things that are going on at the same time in the same time and space. But because my ability to discern, so to speak, is limited by the fact that we are in a three-dimensional reality, we really can't experience the rest of it. And some are higher beings. Some are on a level of reality that they no longer need a body in order to exist, that they have the capacity to be able to talk to us by thought, telepathy. And I believe some of them are entities that come from a different galaxy. It's not just people who have passed away or maybe spirits or, you know, any of these demonic forces or, or beings that are of God. It's also entities from different star systems. Now, let's kind of stop there for a second. How would okay. you back up that feeling that it would be from different star systems or if extraterrestrial from a different galaxy? It's which tough is to which? back it up. I, I, you know, it, it's something I have thought about a lot. Um, it, it, it's not something I can prove. But I'm thinking the reason why they're more increasingly, if you notice, the reason why they're manifesting to us, whether they be UFOs or aliens or entities, is because they want us to understand 
the true reality. They want us to be open to it and they want us to spiritually progress so that we can connect with it. And I think that's the reason ultimately why we're here. Because we have to get to the point where we become part of a larger federation. So That's flying saucers good. are here to make us think. Yes. You know who said that? Who did? Ray Palmer. Awesome. Do you remember who Ray Palmer was? He sounds very familiar. Yeah, okay. He was editor of Amazing Stories in the 1940s when he more or less discovered Richard Shaver and the Shaver mystery. He also wrote one of the, co-wrote one of the early Flying Saucer books, The Coming of the Saucers, with Kenneth Arnold, who had that sighting on June 24th, 1947. And they talked about in the book, The Maury Island Episode. Oh my gosh, yes. So, I mean, I don't know if he was able to prove it. Was he able to prove it? No, he wasn't able to prove it. A lot of things that Ray Palmer did was strictly to make people comment. And I talked to a friend of his, another sci-fi writer, name of Otto Bender. You can look him up on Google. He died, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago. But he was a sci-fi writer. He wrote about UFOs. He wrote scripts for comic books and all that stuff. He created some comic book characters. But he told me at a time that we met that Palmer just put this stuff in there to get people to write letters to the editor so we could respond to them and build up an audience. But when Palmer said, flying saucers are here to make us think, that was something that maybe wasn't meant to be anything more than a talking point. But I think it's become so much more in the years after he died. And he was never able to really define his beliefs. He started a new book series, but the book series died with him. So we'll never know. We will know that we have Adele Casals Rocha. And I keep worrying every time I say her name that I will mispronounce it and she will send me a tulpa. (laughs) (laughs) Author of Portal, A Lifetime of Paranormal Experiences. And with Gina Randall, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Inasmuch as there are no topas here, I shouldn't wish for that, because it's be careful what you wish for. I'm not saying that UFOs are caused by aliens, because I don't know. I'm not saying they're caused by a collective unconscious. More about co-creation theory, where we participate in that. But that the mere fact of their existence, whatever they are, causes us to search and try to figure out what's going on. And I think that because we are actively searching, okay, but of course there's a segment of the population isn't actively searching, they probably wouldn't be listening to this particular podcast. And certainly when people seek, they do find some kind of an answer. It might not be the answer they want, but sending out the energy that you are receptive to the information that you are willing to entertain, that there are possibly other worlds and other life forms other than what's on this planet is enough to make them realize. And you got to remember the preponderance of the evidence for these uh, humanoid encounters and abductions point to the fact that a lot of the communication comes by telepathy. What does that tell you about the nature of these ETs and these entities? Well, it, it seems to uh, imply a very subjective mental experience rather than something physical. In other words, they're not sending you a telegram that you mm -hmm. can look at, and they're not, they're not sending you a radio broadcast that you can record. It's going directly into people's minds and bypassing any way that we can physically prove that it's something objective and not simply a manifestation of the experiencer's mind. And let me tell you why I think that is. Okay. And this is, once again, I have to preface, is it's just a belief. It's basically conjecture on my part. A lot of it we cannot see and experience basically because of the limitations that we have by residing on this planet. It puts us in a quandary because, you know, our schemata, our way of living, our way of trying to make sense of reality is we measure it. 
we've been trained even as children in science class. It can only exist if you can measure it, if you can photograph it, if you can have some kind of physical evidence. But I don't think some of these phenomena lend themselves to be measured. But just because you cannot measure them doesn't mean they don't exist. And that's the quandary that puts people there. And and when you talk about abductees who are being subjected to whatever experimentation, unless they have something physical to show the investigator when they come out of the abduction, they're likely not going to be believed. I'm going to give you a for instance here, Dolores Cannon, who lives in Arkansas, who has passed away probably three years ago. She was a hypnotist. She was a professional hypnotist. And she authored probably about seven or eight books. Uh, Some of them are called The Convoluted Universe, trying to explain the nature of reality through the eyes of over 2,000 people that she has hypnotized. You will say this to me, well, maybe they're just fantasizing. Maybe they're collectively hallucinating. But they have commonalities in their reports. They have commonalities of the types of the creatures they encounter and the messages that are coming through as a result of the conversations they had, the telepathic conversations they had with these creatures from another world. You know, I make a comment every so often that these higher beings, these ETs, these interdimensional creatures, whatever they are, we're sending these messages of peace and brotherhood, which has been sent for decades and decades. They're feckless. It's not really doing anything. It's not accomplishing anything. Wouldn't they be better off contacting somebody who can make a difference? And you know, you're right about that because you kind of wonder why do they approach people who pretty much are regular citizens that don't hold a position of power, pretty much people who might even be ignored if they came out and told about it. And a lot of these people are fearful of ridicule. They're afraid of losing their jobs. Sometimes they won't report it for decades. That's true. It has been more true in the past, but more recently, it seems like there's been some more public acceptance of the, well, particularly the UFO phenomena with the uh, disclosure of some of the uh, programs that they had down in the United States. Not only the Project Blue Book, one that's on TV and that everybody's finding out about now from an entertainment perspective, but also we have the Luis Elizondo who came out and brought with him the video of the Tic Tac UFO and David Fravor, the pilot who actually tracked and saw one with his own eyes from a F-15 that he was flying or was an F-18. We had the front page. Well, I don't know if it was front page, but it was definitely in the New York Times. It's getting more acceptance now, and we've had a couple of university professors on now uh, in, in recently, and they're taking it more seriously than they used to. So th- there seems to be kind of a shift now uh, towards more acceptance, seems like anyway. Are you getting that impression too, Adele? Yeah, I think so, because I remember, you know, back in even in 2008, we had David Jacobs, whom you know is on my end of the uh, U.S. here. He used to teach at Temple. I think he's retired at this point. He was like an abduction specialist. Uh, He was one of few 
that was studying the subject. And, you know, John Mack, uh, who tragically passed away, was a Harvard professor. I don't know that I want to say passed away. I, I believe, I truly believe he was murdered because he was onto something that no one wanted anyone to know. But he, he was really definitely, I believe, a, a very serious, you know, person oh, yes. studying that. And, and so it, it's a shame. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, however it went down, it was certainly a tragic loss to the community. His, he was definitely a high quality researcher. No question. Mm-hmm. I want to mention briefly about Dr. David Jacobs because Adele doesn't know this unless, well, she's been listening to the show. She might not remember. The last appearance of David Jacobs was very controversial. There are a lot of people who think that he's just way over the edge because he believes there is a race of hybrid humans that are being bred by ET to take us over quietly without firing a shot. That might be going too far, I think. It's interesting you mentioned that because um, we hosted a conference back in 2009 and David was one of the keynote speakers during that conference Um, and he did show slides. He presented slides trying to prove what you were just talking about. Um, Of course, it really baffled the audience. It really... You know, it's all the way out there in left field. Um, I think at the time, people were not that ready to digest that kind of information. Um, you know, it's it's very negative to think that we're being taken over, that they're here, and that somehow these insidious things are happening without anyone saying anything about it. Um from what I understand, he's no longer doing talks, but, you know, that that's just what I'm hearing through the grapevine. Um, but th- there's quite a few people now that are, I think it's time to get fresh blood into the system, being that I'm noticing that people are coming around and more and more people are a little bit more understanding of the UFO phenomena. I think it's time to get more investigators on the ground and more researchers. Um, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate that I am connecting with a few of them that are wonderful, not just researchers, uh, but investigators in their time. Let's pick up on that next session. Three more segments with Adele, Gene, and Randall, you're in. Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. 
For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Adele, I broke into that because we have those rigid breaks. You know, oh. they require that we do the episodes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, you never apologize. We are required to deliver episodes within one-tenth of a second of the scheduled wow. time. Now, okay. if you go over, it's not the big deal. I just clean it up, just to let okay. you know. Go ahead, okay. please. I don't have much to clean up of what you say, though. Okay. 
Adele, uh, in terms of what their intent might be, it reminds me a lot of what uh, actually Whitley Stryber was saying in his communion book, that what they're trying to do, the aliens, for say lack of a better term, whatever they are, these entities, they're trying to have some sort of a connection with us that goes beyond just is just the physical material world but something more psychological i'm non-religious so i tend to think in terms rather you know and say rather than spiritual i would say you know psychological maybe understand us on a level where consciousness is more of a focus than the physical world and and you put up a really good point there which I have not touched um, until now, and I'm glad you brought it up because um, I, I think the experiences, from what I gathered, and I and I, I beg you to be um, bear with me on this because it's been a while since I read Whitley's book. But from what my recollection is, it changed him in the sense that he was able to at least predict what was going to happen. So there's a sentience there that he didn't have before, a sensitivity to world events that normal people would not have. You know, so for instance, he knew about global warming. And he even there was a movie, from what I recall, The Day After Tomorrow, talking about world devastation as a result of the misuse of fossil fuels. Whitley was alluding to that in the film. He also had a very rather deep encounter with these beings. I mean, initially, I think he thought that they were intruding upon his life in in a really bad way. You know, the the story with the cabin up in upstate New York and what happened there. At first, that's that's was his. Uh, that was kind of what he was thinking about them. That they were these strange kind of intruders, kind of thing. Right. And and, and then he be- it sort of shifted, and he became more open to the whole idea, and felt that they were trying to make some sort of well, the title of his book, some type of communion with humanity. And, and see, the thing is, we we as people, as humans. We react with fear when we see or experience something bizarre or sinister, and, and we don't immediately understand the reason for it. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that every event has a significance, and it's up to us to glean the lesson from the event. And sometimes the event can be very singular and frightening but ultimately there's a lesson to be learned from it and i think what happened to him and of course i can't speak for him and you know i mean he's probably even listening to this show um is that ultimately he realized they were trying to send a message through him to the rest of humanity exactly and i think that with all these types of experiences even just discarnate beings, ghosts, these visitations are giving us a whisper. Uh, and I'm quoting that from another person who mentioned that to me. That's not my own words, but it's a whisper into a different reality that we only see when we want to see, when we are receptive 
But there are other messages that come through. It comes through mediums, if you believe in them. It comes through people who are seers, sensitives. And then it also comes through people who have been abducted. Um, and then going back to Dolores Cannon, it's amazing the plethora of books from one volume to the next that she was able to write just based on the accounts of these people. I think she began by just helping people lose weight or quit smoking, and then it just went from there. But there's universal messages that come through all of them. It's just that we, I think we're still slumbering. We're not understanding how imminent nature is changing, how tragic the world could turn if we didn't do something environmentally. Yeah, that's been a, a theme that goes all the way back, you know, to the 50s with the nuclear testing and, and the contactees who still, even years later, are while preaching, for lack of a better term, that the same theme of uh, the beauty of Mother Earth and how people happen to be uh, screwing it up with all of their pollution and, and warfare and all the really negative stuff. So I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that that's probably what you mean when you say positive and negative energies. There's the positive energies would be the ones that want more peaceful cooperation and a more intellectual look at the world and a sensible and a fair-minded and loving approach. And the negative ones are these ones where there's a lot of tragedy and war and, and suffering. Now, this is going to sound spiritual. Um, I was on a show last night where one of the interviewers was a medium. And she, like you, was not of any particular religious denomination. And, and you know, I, when I say I'm Roman Catholic, I'm not really strictly, I'm just doing that because I have to write it on a piece of paper. But, but I do believe in God. I believe in Christ. Um, I believe in everything that they stand for. Uh, but I also believe in reincarnation. I also believe in a lot of things like karma. So I'm not really your textbook definition of a Roman Catholic. I've delved in other religions and understood their point of view. And the beauty and universality of these so-called religions is that they hold one truth. And you can only get at that truth when you put them all together. They are really not in conflict with each other. And when I think about these wars in the name of religion, I laugh because if you put all these religions together and all their teachings, it is one universal truth and they all fit. But going back, um, the medium had asked me what I meant by negative and positive energies, like you are asking me tonight. You know what? We're going to have negative energy if we don't break. But before anything breaks, let me tell you about the Paracast Plus. What is the Paracast Plus? Well, I'm grateful and happy you asked. The Paracast Plus offers a special version of this show free of the network ads, so the people on YouTube who complain have a solution. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast. And by the way, Adele's going to be on that episode for this weekend. To find out more about the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. Adele, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The death toll in the New Zealand Moss terror attacks has now risen to 50, and 39 people remain in the hospital. USA Radio Network's Rick Vincent has more on the story. A gunman fired on worshippers gathered for Friday prayers. New Zealand's Prime Minister says the whole country is going through this tragedy together. While the nation grapples with a form of grief and anger that we have not experienced before, we are seeking answers. After this media conference, I will board a Defence Force plane and travel to Christchurch. I will have other political leaders with me, including the leader of the opposition. As is the entire nation, we are all unified in grieving together. The suspect had a legal gun license. He used two semi-automatic weapons and two shotguns, the Prime Minister vows to change the nation's gun laws. For USA Radio News, I'm Rick Vincent. This is USA Radio News. Step up your style with some of our best savings on quality flooring at Lumber Liquidators. Save 15% on all premium Bellawood hardwood floors from only $3.99 a square foot. Or save 15% on our best bamboo Morningstar Ultra. And let our professional installation team do the work for you. Plus, special financing helps make your tax refund go even further. Visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. Lumber Liquidators. Beautiful floors for less. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Childhood is full of wonder, and we get the chance to relive it with our grandchildren every day. But imagine missing special moments with a grandchild or seeing them through cloudy vision. The Foundation Fighting Blindness can help by providing valuable information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Age-related macular degeneration is the leading cause of vision loss in people 55 and older. But it doesn't have to be. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is driving research and saving sight by providing information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Don't miss a moment of your grandchildren's youthful wonder because of poor vision. Learn more about vision-saving preventions and treatments. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where you can find so much helpful information. 
Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. That number again is 1-800-BLINDNESS or fightblindness.org. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. I rarely, if ever, hear anyone laugh. I want to sing that song in something from Led Zeppelin, where Robert Plant said, Do you remember laughter? Let's proceed. Randall? Yeah, where were we there, Adele? You were talking about uh, negative and positive energies and what your interpretation of that is from your particular perspective. Okay, so that's a big one because one of the things I've always noticed is that, you know, from a physical standpoint in the realm of science, we always look at up and down, right and left. There's always a duality or a polarity to everything. And as I was explaining last night in this other show, even the way our eyes are built, the eyes move up and down. Uh, It's a phenomena. If your eyes stay put and they don't move in a millisecond, you cease to see. There's a term for it. I think it's called nystagmus. So in order for something to exist, or to remain in existence, there has to be a constant push and pull between two polar opposites, negative and positive energy. And because we are made of energy, those two polar polarities have to exist constantly. So we're living, to me, we're living in a world where there's a constant battle between positive and negative. And what I didn't fully articulate is that it doesn't mean that I endorse evil or the devil or demons. I simply acknowledge that if I believe in a God, I believe also in the devil. Because for things to exist in this three-dimensional world, I can't speak for the other ones because we're not there, you have to have that duality. Does that make sense? I guess it depends on how you look at it. And uh, like yourself, I'm a truth seeker and I'm inserting myself into the interview here, but it wouldn't be the first time because I, I really think that people like yourself actually want to do more than necessarily just evangelize your own point of view you sound to me very much like a truth seeker and someone who wants to get closer to what the real case may be i mean if we can define truth as whatever the case is we want to know what that is rather than be misled by say a false assumption of some form or another so when we're talking positive and negative i tend to look at that as Well, we can go from a strictly scientific, physical point of view, and we can look at things like you said, polarity. But then there's the social side of it as well, the personality side of it, the psychological side of it, where people deem things good or bad or positive or negative. And that's completely different than from a physics point of view. So mixing the two together, you know, hypothetically, in other words, you could have something that's, you know, from a physics perspective charged negatively and not be either positive or negative from a psychological or spiritual point of view. 
And you have a good point there because when it comes to the complexity of people, it is much harder to discern whether someone is, it's not simple. It's not like when someone's good, they're all good. Or if someone's bad, they're all bad. I mean, we've seen people who are good in certain respects and they can be kind, but they can also be cruel. For example, someone who's a boss who's cruel to his employees, but very kind to his family. Right. Or like the anti-hero in, you know, some of the, uh, say, comics type of thing. Batman, for example, is someone who will use violence to combat violence type of thing. Isn't that true about a lot of mob bosses? They love their families. They give them jobs and everything else. They protect their families. But anybody else, look out. Yes, it's really a complex issue. And and one of the ways that I tend to to use to help simplify it is to divide it up into those two categories of the objective and the subjective. You know, what is it in terms of the physical world and science? When we're talking energy, we're talking about kinetic energy, for example. That's that's a completely different sort of energy from the kind of spiritual energy that people talk about, which is more something psychological. Do you believe in energy that you project? Do you believe we're in a field? Well, yeah, it depends on the the kind of energy again. Then everyone has, say, a certain, let's call it for lack of a better term, like a personality type, right? There'll be people who are rather hard to be around because they're always very critical and off-putting. And so we tend to call those people negative. And yet their field of energy from an electrical perspective would be the same as anybody else's pretty much. And I think that's where I differ with you, Randall, because I think that when someone has a perspective that's negative, I think they put forth a different kind of energy. I I think that they have a tendency to influence, and and you've heard the term milieu, you know, they they influence the surrounding, They, they influence the people. I tend to work in an office where I'm working with a certain cluster of people all the time. And I know when someone is upset because the entire office gets this kind of a feel and it's not so much that it's negative, it's more like it's depressed. And and then, you know, on the other side of the coin, if someone is celebrating something, it's interesting because we, we as creatures are empathetic but we also sense the levity in their energy. There's kind of like a sense of lightness to it, a buoyancy. So I, you know, I differ in that respect. I, I believe that you know there is an electrical field around us, and like they say, you know, the term he's got a magnetic personality. It probably alludes right. to the fact that you know when he, someone that person is around you. You feel buoyant, you feel positive, you feel happy because they're sending you a positive energy. But that's a subjective psychological metaphor. You know, magnetic, a magnetic personality, it's not like literally they're going to, you know, draw a person to them on a physical level. You wouldn't be able to measure that in any particular way. And what's more... Some people who are considered to be very positive by, say, one group of people from a certain social background 
might be considered very negative by a group of people from another social background. So it has to do a lot with our socialization and our psychology and what we as a culture consider positive or negative, depending on how we've been raised. Uh, I don't I have- think there's any disputing any of that, like mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, you know, <laughs> rational, you know, a rational look at the situation. Randall, if you I want have- me to dispute it, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, you want to start an argument? We can do it right now. Uh, but okay, let's just, and, and then we could go all the way to the, and I just have to throw this in here because something I do with the, you know, guests fairly regularly on the show mm-hmm. is, um, we can go right to the real sort of solid physics and side that interfaces with our psychological well-being. And that's uh, the work of like Dr. Michael Persinger, for example, who has measured the effects of various kinds of electromagnetic impulses on the brain that produce these paranormal experiences in people. And I was just checking this out. There is in the Philippines what's called the Philippine Sea Plate. Hmm. And it seems like these plates are the cause of this type of energy, and this is kinetic and potential energy that is built up in the earth that gets released during things like earthquakes and uh, is believed to be the cause of things like earth lights. And his theory was that some of this this EM type energy can actually affect people's minds and make them, uh, well, for lack of a better term, I guess, hallucinate these experiences or have these experiences. Let's do up. Let's break, folks. Adele, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Bye now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Adele, this has been a fascinating show. I didn't know what to expect when we set it up. Okay. I know you wrote a letter to the Paracast, and we were curious. So Randall wrote to you and asked you if you want to come on. I've had a great time. I think you're fun to talk to. And we had an enjoyable time talking with her before we even started the show. But right now, obviously, you've really been involved in studying these subjects for a while. What is your background? Well, to make a long story short, since I tend to get tangential, as you can tell, I actually majored in psychology. I went to a, um, a university here on the East Coast. I was primarily trained then in graduate school as a therapist, digressed to working as a school counselor. I have no training in writing, but I, you know, I seem to have a penchant for that from what I understand. So I delved into that. A lot of the writing that I chose to do has nothing to do with my work, you know, since my work primarily delves into the human psyche 
this was more an offshoot of the personal experiences I've had and the experiences of people that they chose to share with me that went unpublished. You know, I, I was born and raised in the Philippines uh, and moved to the U.S. Uh, in the East Coast primarily. And basically, that's my story. I've traveled through a number of countries for leisure, not for work. I am an amateur travel photographer. And, uh, you know, you can see some of my work on Instagram, uh, or quite a few on Facebook. But that's my training. It's primarily counseling and therapy. We should also ask you if you've got your own website that people can visit. Okay. I do have a website. It's primarily because I wrote screenplays and adapted some books into screenplays from the period of 2009 to about, I would say, 2015. There's about 11 screenplays. Most of them have placed in competitions. So that's the website for that. But for general things, I do have a Facebook page under my name. And I also have the Instagram page under my name. And you can follow me on Twitter at Fox and Rosanna. And that's F-O-X-N as in Nancy, R-O-S-A-N-N-A, named after my two dogs. Oh, yes. You're telling us about those dogs. (laughs) <laughs> I have to start a site called teddybear.com or something, but that's been taken already. Can't do that. Let me ask you a quick question here. You aren't just studying cases from the Philippines. You mentioned to me, and we have had no time here. Maybe we can get you back for our second show after the Paracast. And that is, you are interested in what's happening in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I have a few cases from Pennsylvania because I was with MUFON. Uh, It was a brief stint, but it was a productive one. There were people who were approaching me on the street because there was a show that aired and I happened to be part of it. Uh, Shortly after that, they started sharing information, firsthand information and secondhand eyewitness reports with me, but they did not want it published on the website. So I have a few of those cases included in the book. Um, I also have a few cases, both paranormal and alien in nature, uh, coming out of Europe. And the one I talked to you about coming out of Thailand and another one I had not mentioned coming out of Morocco. So I have those. And then I have the more recent vintage, uh, the past five years coming out of Pennsylvania. And it's in chronological order. People can pick up at any point in the book. Each of the stories are pretty individual. Uh, but I have a story about Bigfoot, a Bigfoot sighting. I have a humanoid sighting and, and then the story about the thought form as well. Well, we've really covered a lot of ground here, all the way from the folklore and the mythology to the psychology to the possible you know, physical causes of what might be behind some of this is there anything else you'd really like to get out like it's before the show is over here because i imagine we're getting pretty close to the end here i am planning on traveling again to the philippines i don't know if you know we've been going to france quite a bit uh there's a few people there i would love to connect with because they're having some very anomalous uh interactions Um, There is a case of a couple there who has seen uh, deer that are standing on two feet. Uh, For instance, that's just a for instance. That's included in the book. So I am planning on writing a second book, uh, you know, a sequel to Portal, 
with more updated cases, one of which involves two mountains that are situated in the Philippines. That well, One is kind of like similar to Mount Shasta, where there's a sacredness about the place. And then another one that is a total opposite, talking about polarity here, which is supposedly a very evil mountain, evil in the sense that a lot of things have happened to people there. They have disappeared. They've had accidents and things of that nature. So I'm looking to write about those in a future book. That sounds absolutely wonderful. If you've got any links you'd like us to put up on the website, I'd sure be glad to add them so that people who visit our forums can go there and just click and go straight to your um, website. And mm-hmm. we've already got your book up there, so people can pick it up at Amazon. My understanding is there might be some translations in the works as well. Someone has already asked me about that, but I'm still waiting for updated information. If people have had experiences of their own and they want to get in touch with you, is there a way for them to do that if they pick up your book? Or are you open to that? Yeah, I am definitely open to that. If they're willing to share with me and I will not publish their names or, you know, if they want to share with me a general location, I'm open to doing that. Uh, I'm very respectful of people's privacy. You know, I've talked to a number of witnesses who had that included in the book and I chose not to disclose their names. I can be easily reached on Facebook by just typing my name on the upper part of it. I also have a like page. Uh, Some people have communicated to me through that, and that's also through my name. And then Instagram would be the other, or even just Twitter, you know, with my handle, at Fox and Rosanna. Well, I've noticed that so far the book is getting some really good reviews on Amazon. So I really wish you all the best with your future endeavors. It's really nice to hear from someone who's bringing us some stories from someplace other than necessarily just the uh, continental United States. Thank you. Great to be on your show. Let me ask you a brief question if you have time. We have that after the Paracast show about 30 to 45 minutes where we can focus more on some of the sightings in Pennsylvania. Would you have time, say, in the next day or two to record that? I can't tomorrow, but I certainly can uh, closer to the weekend. We'll schedule it. So look forward okay. to that, ladies and gentlemen. That we're going Friday, to hear from, maybe. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Adele's just so much fun to talk to. We don't want her to go. But we are constrained <laughs> by the time. We are constrained by the forces of network radio, where you have to do the show in a certain amount of time. But after the Paracast, it's kind of open-ended. And we can even, we have no restrictions on language, but we know that Adele never uses that language. It's just, and I don't, <laughs> I, I do, but once then, in a while. <laughs> well, okay. We'll, we'll go for that. You can find us on Twitter, by the way. Look for the Paracast on Twitter. We have two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook, but it looks like only one, the group, is the one that's easily found. The community is not so easily found. I haven't figured out why that works, but Facebook has done everything in its power, to make its interface as confusing and befuddling as possible. It's like you have to study a book if you want to change your privacy preferences so you don't want people to record what you're doing to scan your face. I mean, imagine this, scanning your face. and uh, You know, it's weird. We also have the After the Powercast show that's available only if you're a subscriber to the Powercast Plus. For more information, go to plus.thepowercast.com. What do you get? You get the After the Paracast podcast, where 
You never know what's going to happen. We have special guests. We continue the regular interviews. In fact, one interview we had Nick Pope. You think he talks just about UFOs? No. He's into conspiracy theories. And we had an episode with him a year or two back. After the Paracast, part of the Paracast Plus, we also offer a version of the show free of the network ads. So you don't hear those network ads. It just goes from one segment to the other. And the only way to get that is to join Paracast Plus. Once again, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Prices start at just $1.49. If you subscribe for five years or a lifetime, you get free stuff. Yeah. How about that? Plus.theparacast.com. Adele, thank you so much for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.